sitting around a fire as the day comes to a close and sharing stories with others about the day whilst food is cooking. It's a pastime that has been part of human existence for the millennia and in some form or another is part of life all the world over. This storytelling and cooking may look more like a video call and dinner thrown in the oven, but nonetheless, it's still there. Stories and cookings are a cornerstone of the village and humanity today. Hey, I'm Sarah. I'm a teacher turned online educator who is on a mission to help children in the early stages of learning by helping empower those who are helping them out at home. I'm here to celebrate your unique child, encourage experiences to make memories and support your child's learning for their future. After guiding many children with reading online as a reading tutor, I have become immersed in creating a way for learners to be supported way beyond their learning sessions. It is my goal to remove the mystery of supporting your child with early learning with a special focus on reading. I believe that anyone who is willing to support their child with reading and learning should have the tools to make it happen. Welcome to the Your Learning Village podcast. I was thinking about where stories fit into our lives because I keep worrying that I'm not getting enough stories in for reading instruction for my daughter. And I was thinking about where stories come from, where we are actually telling stories, where we are reading stories, and all the things that go along with that. We have been connecting with grandparents over video calls, as I know many people do. And we also do tell stories then, and we do tell stories over dinner. And it just got me really thinking about where this storytelling comes from, what it was like in the past and what it might be like in the future, the storytelling and connection. Let's first talk about the art of storytelling. Now, this will vary from when we are children right through to when we are adults. And the art of storytelling, some people you will find are amazing at telling stories. They draw you in, they tell you all the different parts of what we call the story mountain with the build up the big problem, the resolution and following that path. And they just have many details and just are really great storytellers. Other people can tell a story, but it probably doesn't draw people in the same way. I wonder where you fit in that camp. Have a think about where you are. I know I've had to be more on the not so good storytelling, but I try my best. And I know when we're thinking about stories for children, we imagine these great big fantasy worlds and all these things going on. But actually, we're telling stories all the time. We're recounting our day. We're telling stories about a funny thing that happened or an event that happened. And we will tell a story from that. We will tell what happened. We'll go through. We will do a build up and a scene setting where we were. And then we will have a resolution. What happened in the end? That beginning, middle, end. We are doing that all the time without really realising it. And we develop that art of storytelling through the more stories that we tell and the older that we get and the more background knowledge that we gain all goes into the stories. Now, it's funny, a method I've been using with my daughter for her writing and also I use in the classroom to help children with writing involves using stories coming from them. Now, I'll link it in the show notes, this one. The name of the book is princesses, dragons, and helicopter stories. I believe that's the correct title. I like it. It's a great book. It's very geared more to classroom, but I have been using it with my daughter just to kind of the idea of storytelling. And a big part of it is asking children to tell you a story. And it can be as simple as one word, because that's how we start a story. Listening to children do the stories, I was always quite funny but also quite frustrating because trying to get them to tell you a story and I want you to try this 
ask your child to tell you a story and it'll either make absolutely no sense whatsoever to you or they'll try to be funny but then they're really not funny or it just doesn't to start with it doesn't necessarily follow the concept of beginning middle end to tell a story I always find my daughter at the moment she'll come up to us and say I've got got to ask you something and then she doesn't mean ask she means tell I've got to tell you something that the development of their brain and the working out what instructions mean what stories mean and how they're gathering that all together but this book's great because it develops that in but it coming from them rather than you telling them exactly how a story should look and I find it really interesting to watch that development of their storytelling evolves through this way and you'll also see as children get older and we'll expect them to do more with storytelling in in a written form but they're also just their stories in general will get more elaborate, more relevant as they go through life and pick up this storytelling. And this storytelling, this art of storytelling, it does go back to cavemen. It does go back that far. People were telling stories around fires thousands and thousands of years ago. They still are telling stories around the dinner table. They are still telling stories everywhere. And I'm just going to move on to my next point now, which is We've kind of think of a story now, we forget about it being a verbal story. We keep moving straight to print. And I know I'm guilty of this. I think, okay, I haven't done a lot of stories with my daughter today. But by that, I mean we haven't sat down and read a story. And actually, we are using verbal stories all the time. And it is important to have our print stories in the age that we live in and in the importance that we have on reading and children learning to read and getting things from text and in that information age that we live in it is a really important part of how we operate as humans now but the art of storytelling it's still verbal even though we don't always think of it as telling a story when you really think about it think about all those billions trillions of stories that have been told over time however small however long they're not all bestsellers but at the same time they are still stories another part that is really important to what we call the village and how how we've evolved as humans is cooking and we also have this idea of recipes and handing them down through generations and constantly making new recipes and food becoming something that is beyond survival now Obviously, it's an important part that we do need to eat. It doesn't matter how that comes, we do need to eat. But the love and the connection that we have through creating a recipe and cooking and following a recipe, and if it's particularly if it's been handed down from somebody that you know or a recommendation that you've had, um, it's something that we need, yet it creates this passion this love, this connection that we have to other humans and creates this village. And this moves on to the next point where it's actually cooking and stories because they're quite often intertwined, are an integral part of creating the village and there's such an importance to our culture. If you think about what makes you, wherever you come from, you will have stories that you were told from your family, from your society. For instance, I come from the British culture. We have stories about, I was telling someone the story the other day, about Bonfire Night and Guy Fawkes. If you don't know the story of that, you can go and Google it. It's a story and it's a 
significant event that impacts traditions that we have and that's specific to our culture. Same with food. When you are going to a tradition or a holiday such as Christmas time, different places will have different traditions, recipes around food that create their culture. And they'll have different stories that go with that. And that all creates that culture, that village, and what we know as individuals, what we value, and what are our norms. Connecting over stories and cooking it's incredible how long it's been going on and how still are developing this. And it's in a much more sophisticated way than it may have been in the past. But we we'll always come back to that. Every day you will be telling stories. Every day you will need to do some cooking. And we want to share that with our children and keep building that because it helps us create their futures and just how they survive which is a really big idea and I might be over-exaggerating. <laughs> but I just thought it was an interesting thing to think about. But if you are thinking about connecting through stories and cooking and using cooking for your child's reading, I have a free recipe that you can share with your child, if, particularly if they're a beginner reader. And I know beginner readers find it really tricky to access these recipes when they are using print rather than them just being told to them verbally. Send me a message over on Instagram at Your Learning Village. And I'd love to know what your thoughts are on this about storytelling, cooking, and how just how big this is in our human existence. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For all the information and any links mentioned in this episode, head over to the show notes either in the description of the podcast player that you are on or over at www.yourlearningvillage.com forward slash podcast. And I hope you have a lovely day and do some fantastic learning with your child.